Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. y'all welcome if i sound drunk it's because i am exhausted i brought my beautiful wonderful gorgeous daughter anora marie summero home from the hospital yesterday and it has been one of the greatest weeks of my life and i'm not blown smoke it is truly amazing after 126 days in the nicu at three different NICUs, in fact. We were at three different hospitals. We left our home. You guys know, many of you, that we have been homeless for the last four months following my sweet girl um, to her various, you know, to hospitals for her various needs. We brought her home yesterday. She is doing amazingly well. She is on a feeding tube and um, she has, <laughs> I'm looking at all of these boxes of equipment that were delivered yesterday. So that's a whole learning curve for, for John and me but we're just so happy to be back in our house. And I gotta tell you guys, we walked in the door today and I'm filming, like filming Anora's homecoming and I keep filming and I walk into my kitchen and there are boxes and boxes and bags and bags of gifts from our wonderful friends here. So wherever you are, I hope that you have friends who will do that for you. They came and they cleaned our house which was the best gift ever. They cleaned our house and then they left us so many gifts, like very practical stuff, like clothes for the baby and lots of food for us. They filled up all of our needs so that we don't have to go to the grocery store and some bottles of wine to celebrate. It was just so thoughtful and sweet. Um, we, have, we have the best friends. I don't know what God did, what we did for God to send us these friends. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything to deserve this but such an amazing community that we have here in Winchester and we are so happy to be home. So if I sound a little crazy, it's because I'm exhausted from caring for my medically fragile baby, but also totally elated. So how are you? I'm so glad you've joined us for coffee. Allie Hoffman is an amazingly honest and wonderful person. She has a ministry to just help people know their belovedness, which I think is such an incredible thing. So we're gonna have a great conversation today. But before I get to that, I do want to let you know the Holy Land pilgrimage in 2022 is on. You are invited. I'm so excited. I have so many wonderful people signed up already, and I hope that you will join us as well. We are going for nine days to the Holy Land. That's from January 17th through the 25th in 2022. And yes, we are going to hit all of the sites of Christ's life, at least 18 different sites that are key and important that you will easily and quickly recognize from the Bible. This is going to bring the Bible to life in a way that you never thought possible. I know that's going to be true for me. And at this particular pilgrimage, it's unlike any other pilgrimage that you could sign up for because we're going to be working on the very specific skill of discerning God's will and hearing his voice, which I am so excited for. So just picture yourself overlooking the Sea of Galilee and just getting deep with wonderful, incredible Catholics who are with you on this journey. So if you want to join us, just go to stacysummerow.com slash pilgrimage. I'm going to put a link in the show notes and you just head on over there and just sign yourself on up or just, you know, take a gander, take a look and see if it's something you're interested in. 
I also just want to let you know about Catholic Match, which is the sponsor of today's episode. It is the largest online dating platform for serious Catholics, and you probably know that already. You know that it worked for my husband John and me. We met each other very quickly after joining the site, and we are so eternally grateful for that platform. What's really cool is that Catholic Match is giving away free premium subscriptions for six months, and you totally do not want to miss the chance to enter. So just to enter, it's really easy. Just sign up for a free profile before May 30th, 2021, using the link catholicmatch.com slash call to caffeinated, and I will put that link in the show notes. And when you use that link, you will automatically be entered into the drawing as long as you create that free profile. That's it. It's super easy. So uh, John and I, fun story, um, John was immediately attracted to me on my Catholic Match profile because I listed that I rode a unicycle, which he does too, and that we both love St. Therese. So for those reasons, and I guess because he liked the way I look as well, uh, he reached out to me for our first date and the rest is history. And actually it was really fun because we, on our third date, we rode our unicycles together through the drive-through at Dunkin' Donuts at 10 p.m. at night. And there were no donuts left because it was 10 p.m. Um, even though that's Dunkin' Donuts namesake, so go figure that one out. But we rode our unicycles through the drive-through just for our own edification and for the enjoyment of the employees. Um, <laughs> but let's make this more about you and starting your love story. So sign up at cappingmatch.com slash called and caffeinated and just use that link and you'll automatically be entered into the drawing. You don't want to miss it. All right, let's get to the episode with the beautiful and wonderful Allie Hoffman. Allie, what a pleasure to have you on Called and Caffeinated. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored yeah. to be here. I first connected with you last year at the Be Not Afraid conference. Mm-hmm. Was it Mary Lenneberg who put us in touch? I think so. Yeah. I want to say that Mary was reaching out because she said, my friend Stacey, like she has this awesome idea. It was kind of right when the lockdown was happening. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I can talk about Jesus. Sure. <laughs> and then that's how we got connected. So yeah. I know. And I watched your talk and I absolutely loved it. It was so beautiful. And I think it was one of the most beloved from the Be Not Afraid conference. There were a lot oh, of man. beloved videos by different people. Jesus. but I. <laughs> Great feedback. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That was, so you were one of the people who reached out in like the first 48 hours when that conference was coming together, because after 48 hours, I had 43 speakers and musicians signed up and I was like, people kept messaging me and I was like, I would love to have you. I am not trying to be exclusive, but I cannot, I don't know how much longer I can go. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, wow, that was, that's awesome. That's isn't so that amazing. Cool. I know. Yeah, what, that was amazing. What a beautiful team spirit. Just everybody getting together in five days, putting this thing together. It was incredible. I think that's like what what I love so much about it was people were just like I. Everyone is in the same boat at this point. Yeah. Everyone is going through like they they have different struggles, but we're all in this global pandemic. So how can we just like encourage and uplift and be with one another? So yeah, I loved it. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And people were like, yeah, you don't, you know, I don't even know if we're going to make any money from this. Let me just do a talk for the people. (laughs) And then suddenly 16,000 people signed up. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's listening and they've just discovered the podcast and they have not uh, yet heard of the Be Not Afraid conference, I will link to it in the show notes because all the talks are still available and you can get them all for free and enjoy them because honestly, quarantine is still happening. Right. And they're kind of like timeless of like, yeah. Still have truth of Jesus. So go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are you drinking today? Okay. So I am on a, I'm trying to get away from sodas 
And I'm on a LaCroix, but I have a bubbly, Mm. uh, a blackberry bubbly flavor with natural flavor. So it's like a LaCroix, but it was on sale at Target. So I have blackberry bubbly. Did Mm. you ever see the Michael Buble advertisements for bubbly? No. But they got him to do their advertisements. That is, man, whoever's on the marketing team on that, that's genius. Props. Genius. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I love it. I know. I love those too. I'm having a chai tea latte, but it's a spicy chai tea latte from Trader Joe's. Okay. So it's pretty great. I'm trying to get more into teas. I just bought a chamomile kind of thing. So Mm. I'm trying to get more into the tea. So maybe I'll try a chai tea. Yeah. Good thing. Good Good thinking. See if you can find Lady Grey. It's my favorite, but it's very, yeah, it's difficult to find. You find Earl Grey everywhere, but Lady Grey. Oh, there's a lady. Is that like a very, it sounds very British. Oh, yes. 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 So when I was living, I was living in England when I was 12 to 15 and Lady Grey was my favorite because. Oh my goodness. I know it was such an, it was fabulous. I had an accent for a while. That, that yeah. is so cool. Okay, yeah. Lady Grey. Well, there's a British, yeah. like, a British Emporium store that's here. So maybe I'll go there and they'll have a Lady Grey tea. Maybe so. It's like an Earl Grey tea, but it's lighter and more floral. Okay. Oh, I sound like such a snob saying <laughs> yeah, It's like a floral. No, you sound professional. That's sweet. That's like, it's you a know, floral note. I, it's the sleeves. It's the sleeves. It, yeah, it brings it out. The Lady Grey with the floral notes. My yeah. angel sleeves. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, Lady oh, Grey. Man. I'll look that yeah. up. Perfect. So yes. what calls have you received from God in your life so far, Allie? And what has receiving those calls looked and felt like? That's, I feel like all the questions that were sent in, I had to be like, oh, wow, Lord, how, <laughs> how, how are we going to answer this one? Um, honestly, and I think sometimes I can think like, I go like way big and I think like, what are the big calls on my life? But honestly, when I was praying about this one, I'm just thinking about it. And honestly, like, I feel like a call in my life, one of my charisms or like, uh, like something like I, I feel like a gift that the Holy Spirit has really given me is one of encouragement. So I feel mm-hmm. like one of the calls that's really placed in my life is that whoever I come in contact with, whether that's on social media or in real life, person to person or whatever mm-hmm. that is, that that person feels known, seen, loved and wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of has guided how I do things and what I do things I do on purpose. Um, and so honestly, like how I live that out is I just, I try like in my personal prayer time, like cultivating the spirit of generosity and cultivating the spirit of being able to really see other people and know that, okay, they're going as going through as as many hard things as I am. Um, and I try not to over discern or over analyze or overthink things. And then just pray to the Holy spirit, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? Or how do you want me to act? And then just go and knowing that the Lord will direct me however <laughs> way, if that's not what he wants. Um, but that's one of the biggest calls I think on my life is just for people to really feel known, seen, loved and wanted. Um, whether that's my personal family, my friends, my loved ones or strangers or people on the internet, whatever it is. That's what I feel like. That's beautiful. I love that you're able to articulate that that's a charism of yours because we're all given gifts. We're all given these ways that we are supposed to share. I've kind of been coming to this realization that one of my charisms, one of my gifts is community, building community. That's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just shocked how long it took me to figure that out. Um, But I'm always the one who throws a party and has people over for dinner. And it's just like, oh, yep, that's just, that's just me. So how did you come to start that? 
encouragement and that sort of, I guess, encouragement ministry. Do you want to yeah. call it that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And, and I would say like for yours, that's like totally a charism of hospitality of like yes. people. And that's like such a, and when people think of gifts or charisms or like special things, some of them are super seen and known and some of them are really hidden. Like yes. there's, um, there's different, like all these different kinds of different gifts, but one of them could be like accounting or like, you're just really good with like some hidden kind of things. And so yeah. kind of in my own discernment and learning, um, like how this whole started, especially with like the oodles of doodles, it honestly, it did not start out this way. Like I started the oodles of doodles um, as a new year's resolution where I just mm. wanted to get better at hand lettering. Um, I, when I pray, I journal and I journal a ton. And so my personal prayer time, like always drawing, always doodling, always just journaling. And um, when back at the time I was living in Rome, I was studying abroad in Rome, my last wow. semester of college. Awesome. I never wanted to do New Year's resolutions because I'm horrible. I think like Me everyone, too. like, yeah, exactly. You get to February and you're like, why did I start running? I never run. Like this is <laughs> awful for me. Um, and so I wanted to do something that honestly, now that I have hindsight and like prayed a lot about it, it's totally moved the Holy spirit because I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to hand letter every day for a year. And I'm just gonna, I just wanted to get better at hand lettering. And I chose Instagram to kind of showcase it. So like have some accountability. And so I was like, I'm just going to post every day for a year. And it's, this is something that I love doing. And I figured if I didn't have 30 minutes um, of my life, like free time in my life to do something that I really loved and my life was too full, too busy. And I needed to like really set more boundaries. So um, the Lord about a year and a half into it, I kept going, started getting a following people liked it. I was like, this is so awesome. And then I went to a women's conference. It was a leadership conference. And um, through just like a lot of prayer and discernment through then, I just felt like this shift of being more intentional with it of instead of me just wanting to get better at hand lettering, woo, and maybe starting to sell things. I don't know. Um, I really saw it as a way that the Lord can draw people into deeper prayer. And since then, now it's been six years, mm. um, it's totally shifted in. I really want to teach people how to pray. And I really want to teach people and kind of break down that, that barrier that prayer is very hard or it's not for me, or mm -hmm. it's just not like, it's just not how I show my personality or like my care. Like, that's just not for me. Like, no, no, no. Prayer is for everyone. It, it, it's relationship with Jesus. So, um, and then also through that, of just like recognizing right now with um, the, now that I'm doing this full time, the Oods of Dudes full time, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like in this spirit, like in this season of waiting, I, I have some big projects that I'm working on, but it's, it's, I'm just like, personally, I'm kind of feeling like in a, like in a state of desolation and in a state of um, just a season of waiting and just a season of, I have no idea where you're leading me, Lord. And at times it can be really scary. And I know like just kind of, um, desolation i would call it desolation yeah yeah and so i and just not being able to be inspired creatively creativity creative creatively creatively <laughs> thank you creatively i'm like that's not a word but if you say it confident enough it's a word it so, becomes a word right that's literally word, how language yeah. works <laughs> yeah i do it all the time um so just haven't been inspired so i i know like okay lord 
I don't have anything like really burning that I want to create, but I know that people are hurting and I know that I have a gift and I know that I want to use it to inspire and to uplift and encourage people. And so um, I put it just a couple, uh, several times of just like whoever needs encouragement, like let me know. And I'd love to send you something in the mail. And it's just Mm. a simple, like, Hey, Jesus sees you like just an uplifting, like word of hope, encouragement. The Lord is near. Like he hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't uh, um, left you. Like he is so near. And Mm. uh, it's really cool because I'll get, you know, hundreds of people wanting to sign up and like receive these Mm. encouragements as well as people wanting to donate money um, for stamps. So I got over girl, I got over like $600 um in donations for people just wanting like wow. i don't need encouragement but i want to help other people be encouraged and i'm like okay first of all that's a lot of stamps and i handwrite <laughs> all of these so my hand i'm gonna have to wow. like go in batches but um this past round there was like over a hundred people that and they didn't necessarily tell me what they needed encouragement for it was just mm. i i just need encouragement i just need to be reminded like we're in a pandemic still like things are so hard i know my mental health has been such a struggle lately too and so um it's really cool to see how the lord is still is still like using this gift even though it's not necessarily making me money it's not like yeah. i have this super big business plan i'm a horrible accountant i don't judge keep track of budgets at all, but like kind of living in the spirit of generosity of like, Lord, I know you've given me this gift. So how can I just continue to give it out? Like not to hold anything back or be stingy or to be, to be um, kind of like grasping or like holding on so tightly to it. How can I just live um, just a spirit of like arms open and just lead me. And it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really cool. And I, and I really believe like through that, the Lord honors that and sees that. And eventually he'll lead me into wherever he wants me to go with that. So it's really a spirit of abandonment, detachment, freedom um, Mm -hmm. that I know the Lord has given me the gift. I praise God. I thank you, Jesus. But I also know that this isn't um, something that's just for me. Like any, any gifts, obviously you can probably speak to that too. Any gifts given or not. That's how, right. That's why they're given to you is to be passed on to others. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's mutually rewarding to give and to receive. I would love yeah, to know. That was very long-winded. Um. <laughs> that was awesome. That actually touched on a lot of my questions, but I would love to just first hear, like, how do you start doodling for yeah. prayer? So yeah. especially for someone, like, I love drawing. I love drawing, but I've noticed since I become became an adult, um, which was a little while ago, yeah. <laughs> that I get super judgmental about my drawing, especially mm-hmm. because I'm married to an artist who is a landscape painter. Yes, yes. He's a sonographer, so he scans, like, babies and um, pregnant moms and every organ in in the the abdomen, basically. But he, before that, he wanted to be a Carthusian monk and an artist. So he was an art major in college. And, like, you, you know, he just knows so much about art and I pretty much I thought I knew a lot about art I don't know much about art so I get I've noticed myself getting like and he doesn't do he doesn't criticize me ever he's very encouraging but I don't like doodle for fun so for someone like me what would you say about just getting started with doodling like how how do you let the Holy Spirit into that process yeah so I um 
everything that you see on my Instagram page has been doodled during my prayer time. So it's not, when I started out, it was something, it wasn't like an add-on that I add on. It was just, I was already praying every day, taking like Mm -hmm. personal prayer time, reading scripture, reading um, spiritual books. And um, what I started doing was whether there was a word or phrase or Bible verse or something that stuck out to me, I would just write it down. And I have journals, pages and pages of journals of just like big, bold, like a word or a phrase or something. Hmm. So honestly, what I do is first, I would encourage people personal prayer time, like at least 10 minutes, you know, like just like starting your day with the Lord. And something that I do is I bring a stack of blank note cards that you can get a hundred. No, I think it's 200 or a hundred pack for like 50 cents at Target unlined. You don't need lined unlined gives you more room for creativity. Totally. Um, and you bring, and I bring a stack of cards and then a pen into prayer. And honestly, some days I'll, whenever I'm praying, like I try to read, I have a subscription to the Magnificat. So it's like mm. the daily readings and there's daily, um, uh, reflections and like, mm. just that always seem to hit your heart. Right. Cause like yeah. classic Holy Spirit and Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so if there's something that then I'll just write it down. And you can write it pretty or not. Like when I started it, I, you should see some of my earlier stuff. I, I look at it. I'm like, wow, I've really grown since then. And I always encourage people, especially adults, like as adults, we don't want to learn anything new. I've always wanted to play the piano. I'm 30. I will never play the piano. Like I just, I want to be a perfectionist right now. And I know yeah. that I'm not, so I'm not going to take the time. And so if you do anything every day for six years, you're going to get better at it. And so mm-hmm. I would just encourage people like to start, I don't, when I, I do hand lettering um, like workshops and I teach people, but I kind of take the approach of, I don't necessarily want to teach you how I do an A or how I do a T because these are the only hands that God has put on this earth that only belong to Allie Hoffman and you have your hands that only belong to you. And so yeah. it's great to like practice and everything, but I just encourage people like, if you see people that you follow, like different styles, just try to imitate their style mm-hmm. and eventually you'll grow into it and you'll um, like, you'll adopt your own style and you might love it. You might be like, okay, yeah, that's not for me. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, yeah, in prayer, I just take a stack of blank note cards and, um, or like blank journal, online journal. And I just bring a pen and I just write down. And I think there's something to it of um, the way that I do it is I write it down first and then I'll go back and I'll do kind of like a, like it's called fake calligraphy or faux calligraphy. So every mm-hmm. downstroke you do like a second, like little line to thicken up the line. I see. So yeah, I can imagine like, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like just the act of doing that, it's kind of like, it's another like way for it to be written onto my heart, like to mm. Bible verses or phrase, just something that I can, it like slows me down and it makes me meditate on it more. Um, and it's the ability to have it written on my heart and to stay with me throughout the day. Um, mm. That's one of the, like the added benefits that I didn't even think of when I mm. started doing something like that. So I would say like, yeah. if you have just bring like a couple note cards, bring a pen, whatever word it is, just start, just write it out and to be able to like put it somewhere and then just every day be able to do that. Yeah. I love that. Where does it say, okay, I'm like the queen of knowing a quote and not who said it um, or (laughs) knowing like part of a Bible verse, but not where you can find it. Um, There's something in the Bible where the word is like to chew or to digest, digest. 
take yes two. where it's yeah. like um you like you're not it like it's on honey and it like it yeah yeah i don't know if that's uh i know what you're talking about um yes. yeah but yeah it's like written and then it and then it, it like to chew on it and then it, you digest it um, you digest it it becomes a part of you and yes. it stays within you yes and yes yeah. yeah yeah definitely and in tough times that's something that i always um i'm so glad that i've taken the time when it's good times to uh to reflect on God's word and internalize it. And Absolutely. then it, it comes out, it stays in you. And then it comes to mind at the times when you need it, which is uh, one of the best safeguards, I think, for your faith when you're going through a time of, of desolation. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, there's a book called The Way of the Heart by um, Henry Nowen. And okay. he talks about how we often, and this book is specifically written to pastors, um, Mm -hmm. but it can be read by anyone, but he talks about how we put so many um, rules or restrictions on what prayer should look like or what prayer should be. And he boils it down to so simply that prayer is a resting of the heart. So prayer could just be like, you are repeating like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall Mm -hmm. not want over and over and over again. Like it should lead to a resting and like a, like a deep peace. It shouldn't be like a, a rigid, I have to get through this whole list or I have to do all of these. I have to pray this whole entire rosary and then I'll be done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so one way that I've kind of really incorporated that is like, I'll stick with one Bible verse and I'll just doodle that until it's just like repeated. Mm. And so like the head knowledge then sinks into my heart. And that's something that I'm repeating throughout the day when yes. I'm not in a place of consolation or I'm not in a place of like deep peace of like, no, yeah. Lord, he said, I shall not want. And so mm. it's another way to like, kind of get your mind going and kind of like uniting your body and your spirit together to then go out into the world. I love it. I love yeah. it. So that's a great way to get started for anybody who's new. What about somebody who has a, a prayer life already, but is going through this desolation? You kind of alluded to it, I think, before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. You said you Ooh. had things to say. So Dear you listener. have the microphone. <laughs> yeah. If you are in a spirit of desolation, you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amen to that, sister. Right. It's been more than a year since we started this pandemic. And even before that, um, I would say that I'm so thankful that I have um, kind of a routine that sometimes my prayer time. So something that I do, I I, right now, I'll fully admit, I'm totally in time of desolation. Um, Just kind of figuring a lot of things out with my own life, where Mm. direction and where the Lord wants me to go. But also just dealing with like mental health, a lot of anxiety, depression, like just kind of figuring things out with my therapist, with my doctor. And so life is not like, oh my gosh, it's super rosy and everything's great. Like it's really hard actually Mm. for me right now. And um, I think something that I've really been working on with a therapist which she she's trained and and um in a certain way in a certain kind of healing where we bring Jesus into everything. She's a great Catholic therapist, and so That's awesome. Something I know. I'm like, thank God. Like, praise Hang God on to her. Oh man. Right? Oh, she's 100. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, and something that I really struggled with before seeing her scrupulosity or just being very like rigid and kind of like, I didn't finish my rosary or I messed up. Therefore I can't go and pray to Jesus until I go to confess. Like he's not going to hear me because so just a lot of like just stuff in my head. And, um, and so we've really been working on, um, especially if you're in a time of desolation, I think it's very easy to dismiss prayer or to dismiss, um, like I'm not feeling anything. There's no emotion. So I don't think it's working necessarily. Yeah. 
And uh, something that I've really been praying through and working on is even when I don't feel like it, even when it is so hard or I don't get anything out of it, the very act of me showing up and me making that commitment um, and just in faith and not necessarily expecting, like, I know that God has gotten miracles. He's a God of healing and he can heal me. But for me to just show up and be like, God, I'm here, whatever you want to do. And I'm going to stick to a routine um, has been just life-saving grace. And I've really, I've mm-hmm. seen, um, especially as I'm trying to figure out all this mental stuff and working mm-hmm. with people and just like really working on trust as well. Um like I'm seeing the Lord, like since I write down everything, I'm seeing the Lord like, okay, you're still working, you're still moving. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would say to anybody in, especially if they're in time of desolation where it's just so incredibly hard to keep going or um, there's no light at the end of the tunnel or you don't feel like you're getting anything into it. Um, one, I would kind of maybe look at how you're praying. Maybe don't put so many rules or like set time or anything. It could be as simple as like, Jesus, I need you like Holy spirit, fill me like a Holy spirit prayer, or just like God come into my life. Like you, like the Lord sees you, you know, he's not, he, I always think of this, um, uh, it's kind of a metaphor of when a child starts to walk, uh, if the child falls down, the parents not going to yell at the child because why did you fall down? Like, can't you just walk already? Like, come on, you're a baby. Like, come on, you know? And the same with like with prayer, when, when we fall down, God's not an angry father thinking like, why can't you get your stuff together and like, just be better and be holy and be perfect. Like, so mm-hmm. I think um, kind of lifting and, and it takes time. I know to like lift those kind of like barriers and restrictions on your own heart of like what prayer should look like or what yeah. prayer should be. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it's just a prayer of like, Holy spirit, I need you or God just be with me today. Or just reading a simple, like a, a, a Psalm or scripture, Psalm 63, Psalm 27. Those are like kind of my anchors and my go-to when I don't mm. feel like it. Um, but I always can tell a difference in my day when I start it with prayer and I do mine first thing in the morning, otherwise it will not get done. So, and that's awesome. different for everyone too, but I can see a difference when I start my day with prayer versus when I don't. And when I don't, my day is just frantic and it's kind of all over the place. And sometimes when I do start my prayer, my day with prayer, it's still frantic and all over the place, but there's like an anchoring of my soul, like this deep seated peace. Father Jacques Philippe talks about this peace that when things come at you, um, it's like this guarding of like, let nothing disturb you. It's St. Teresa of Avila talks about and. um, so, yeah, talking- so it's a lot of things, but I would say like, especially yeah. if in your spirit desolation, I think the first thing to go is prayer or to anything like that. And I say, bring it back in. Like that has to be an anchor point for your soul because um, we were created for that relationship and nothing else will satisfy or give you the peace that you're looking for. Start yes. with Jesus. Yes. I love that. I think, are you, uh, when you said Father Jacques Philippe, were you referring to searching for and maintaining peace? Yes. I love that oh. book. I'm like reading through that book right now. It's a book that my therapist recommended. It is like world changing to me. It's probably come up at least a dozen times on my podcast, mostly by me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. Because it just makes, it makes like when you look at life, when I look at my life's problem, like when I just look at my life or like what I'm struggling with, like I know there are big things that I'm struggling with, but at the same time, it almost gives you a freedom to be like, no, like I, I, 
I don't have to have this lack of confidence in God. Like what Mm. I'm going through is really hard right now, but like reading this book, it like gave me a total, like, Oh no, you can still like, but Jesus, I trust in you. Like life or death. Like I trust in you. Like, you know, you have me, you have me. So. Right. And he's working the time for your good. We know that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And that's something that's been angering Mm. me lately. Yeah. Um, There's one part in Searching for Maintaining Peace where he talks about being like a still lake. And this might sound like way unachievable. Like it sounds super unachievable to me right now Um, (laughs) as I say it. But he talks about being like a still lake that can reflect the Holy Spirit or the sun, you know? Yeah. And so if the waters are um, ruffled, then you can't see the, Ooh, so good. you can't see the reflection of the sun. Whereas if your, your waters are calm, then you can reflect him to other people. Um, yeah, actually everything you shared was great. I'm in a very a time of desolation for the last three months. I had a, um, if people have been listening to my show, they know that um, I had an emergency C-section in January. My daughter has um, been in the NICU for almost three months, and she, it has been um, it's been a hell ride. It's been yeah. so many, so many terrible days and three surgeries for her and so much. Um, and I've really had to grapple with uh, the fact that like, I am always in such a state of uh, underlying panic, which is a very human thing. You just, I can't help it. My, like everything, everything in my body, all of my hormones are geared toward taking care of this little person. Right. And she's 60 miles away in a hospital Yeah, and I'm not with her and I can't feed her and I can't take care of her except for a couple hours a day, which is absolutely soul crushing. Yeah. Um, I would probably cry except I already have a couple times today. (laughs) So girl, you want to cry. It's just us right now. You can cry. You go for it, girl. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, you should have seen me before this recording. I was like, I need a lot of makeup tonight. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So, and what I've had to really accept and, and just kind of calm myself with is that my normal way of prayer is very meditative. It's reading the, the word of God and then meditating on it. I've been trying that and trying that. I feel nothing. Yeah. I can't even concentrate because I'm just in such a place of stress. So yeah. my prayer habits have just totally changed where I pray a rosary on the way to or from the hospital on my hour long drive. And that's like that repetitiveness. Like I have not had the best relationship with the rosary in my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I just never mass has been, I love mass. I love meditation. I love Bible reading, but the rosary I always struggle with, but yeah. it's so funny that in this stage of life, that's become the thing that has really given me peace because it feels like I'm actually able to do something for my daughter. Like I'm able to pray for her. Yeah. Yeah, Pray for her without like my mind just wandering, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my normal kind of meditation is I just, I'm, my mind is constantly wandering and it's like, Mm -hmm. I cannot bring it back and I cannot hear God's voice like I normally would. And that's been a huge struggle too. Yeah. But I think it's, it's one of those things where I'm slowly learning to kind of let go of the need to feel anything in prayer mm-hmm. and to just say, this is a season, this is a normal, it's normal that I would be feeling this stress yeah, about this absolutely. situation right. and giving your, giving myself that grace and then saying, okay, I'm going to do what, what I can do. And I'm not going to expect myself to hear the voice of God. I mean, I used to have like visions every day, Allie, I'm wow. not even kidding. And I don't yeah. mean to sound like I'm super holy by saying no, that. No, it's just such a shift. It's a gift. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everything yeah. that I was given before, I don't think it was because I was holy. I think it's because God was like, you're going to need those experiences yes. for this time in my life. Absolutely. And so, like, 
I, I had those wonderful, and then, yeah, such a shift feeling nothing. And, um, I always thought I was like, yeah, you know, they say mother Teresa never felt anything for years. That's not (laughs) going to be me. Like, I don't think I'm getting to that level of holiness. And I'm like, I'm okay staying down here and like (laughs) my nice, you know, hearing God's voice. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, uh, but maybe God's trying to get me to that level and I'm like really resisting it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing of like, when, when it's such like a, I think too, when we are in t- periods of consolation and when that's taken away from us, it's almost like a, what did I do? Yes. Like I did something wrong. Otherwise this wouldn't have happened to me yeah. instead of looking at, of like, this is just a norm. Like this is a life happening. Like God didn't make this happen. Like it, this is just life happening. And so how can we still be that still pond in this time of like, Oh Lord, this is not anything that I wished, wanted, or expected. And so, yeah, yeah how this total shift in your prayer life, and I can just see like Mother Mary just like wooing you, <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. oh, come on, girl, like, let me just be your mom right now. Oh, and, Allie, yeah, let I me tell you, me. Holy Week this year, I was like, I know exactly what Mary felt watching mm-hmm. her son walk to his crucifixion because yeah. I have sat at the bedside of my child for it's something like day ninety. And yeah, and have watched her suffer so much. And yeah, talk about talk about Mary. Let's I was like, I see why (laughs) why she has that martyrs distinction, why they gave her that. Uh, you know, her heart is pierced with a sword and that's Absolutely. how her heart is depicted. That's probably going to be my next, my doodle. Actually, I've never done doodle praying. Doodle praying. Doodle praying. <laughs> it becomes a word. That's right. Yes, doodle, praying. doodle praying. I love that. Yeah. I meant doodling prayer. So that's going to be my first on one. That. Oh my gosh. That's going to be yeah. my first one. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. Like what? Yeah. It, and it's so hard. I think too, when, um, when I see people who don't have faith or are not, you know, any kind of religious or don't, you know, have that, I just think like, how do you get by? Like, how do you, how do, you do that? And yeah. like, like to be able to be able to, to, it's so hard to say like suffer well almost. Cause it's like, you're not immune to suffering and yeah. like no one is immune to this. So how do Lord, how do I like live my life with so much like detachment, but also like, to, to yeah to just be fully present to what you're doing and like yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. still like it's still okay it's still suffering you know <laughs> like it's still right. so hard to there's no through. magic pill prayer isn't doesn't exactly. just take it away it's more like right. jesus is like next to you and he's like yeah let's do this like let's take Absolutely. today and let's go the road together as opposed Absolutely. to taking it away which is a really hard realization i think yeah. mm-hmm. to come to because you really want it to be taken away. Absolutely. Like, really want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, it's so, it could be, it, it is so easy nowadays to, I think, to numb or to kind of disassociate or to do that instead of, I think with grief and suffering, it's just like, you just have to be in it. Because like you said, like, yeah. there's nothing I can do right now. I just have to walk in this. Right. And it is so hard and so painful. And like, I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. And like, yeah. especially with your little girl, like, yeah, your little one. Of what like, can I do? <laughs> I can yeah. Just, right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to storm the heavens for you, little baby. Please. Yeah. yeah. Please do. I know it's been a long journey already. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to send you a letter of encouragement. So you DM me your, your uh, address. I would love, I know. I See, love I feel it. Like- I feel like everyone should do that for you because you've been doing that for everybody else. So 
so fun when you well, you should send me your address i'd love to send yeah. you something too Thank um you. but it is so fun because you know like normally mail it's just like bills or like junk mail and so it's so fun when you a get letter a package or something in the mail and it's like totally unexpected yeah. it's like wow that yeah oh it's it. the best i know we've been getting a lot of beautiful beautiful cards and i have them all saved and i'm going to save them forever because that's genius. my friends are just writing beautiful things to me and it's just oh, i have so many and with emails they're also amazing but they do tend to get a little bit lost in your inbox and then yeah. you want to go back later and if you don't reply yeah. to it it gets lost so the oh, mail it's, it's the best I love um it. Yeah. So you've shared a lot already just about like not being sure where your life is going. I know a lot of my uh, listeners are struggling with waiting. And I know some people don't believe in waiting. Um, and <laughs> also, I'll put it this way. A lot of my listeners are struggling with uh, wanting a spouse and God not answering that prayer yet. So what do you have to say to them? Or heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, let's uh, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, so I am 30 and I'm single and I again, this is a lot of healing and a lot of um kind of grieving over dreams that were not actualized or realized. There is a process, I think, because so give background. My parents were married when they were 19. They were high school sweethearts. They've been married oh, wow. for gosh, almost 40 years now. Um, and they like their marriage is just like epitome of marriage to me. Like they are so loving. They mm -hmm. love their kids. They love God. Like I'm like, that's what I want. And so growing mm -hmm. up in my heart, that's what I expected was going to happen. I'm going to find my high school sweetheart. I'm going to get married. I've always wanted like eight to 10 kids. Like, let's go. Well, fast forward to 30 and not <laughs> any of that. Um, and so it's been a real one, a process of just grieving lost dreams. Cause I think mm. it's so easy to be like, Oh, it, just to downplay of like, Oh, I actually didn't want that. Or it wasn't actually a big deal, but I've learned to like, no, that was actually a big deal that hasn't happened. So how can I grieve this well? And to let it go and be like, mm. okay, that's not what happened. Um, but also to be in this state of, again, abandonment and detachment to like what I want in my life. Yeah. And I, again, this is something I'm working out with my therapist who is awesome, but, um, sometimes I, I think in my own life, I can think, well, if my desire hasn't happened, then therefore either God doesn't want it for me or it's a bad desire because obviously it is because it hasn't happened. And um, so it's kind of like, you can go in the opposite way of like, well, then I never want to get married and like, no, I don't have that desire or that yeah. dream or whatever. Um, yeah. And so it's learning of like, no, these desires are good, even though they haven't happened. And the Lord wants to bring his kingdom through your desires. So mm -hmm whatever, like these deep desires or longings that you have, like the Lord wants to fulfill them. Like the Lord wants to work through them in only a way that he can. And, um, and so it's a lot of prayer of, and knowing that, um, like marriage is not the call of my life. Jesus is, or even like marriage is not the goal of my life. Jesus is, and marriage is not the pinnacle of my life. Jesus is, I'm sure as a married person, you can even say that of like, man, when you get married, it's not roses and it's not, it's really hard, you know, yeah. living with someone and like yeah. being yeah. pruned and, you know, um, well, I honestly, um, 
just going right along with that, like I, I said to my husband the other day, and this isn't related to marriage exactly, but it's more the struggle we're in now. Um, I said, I feel like I'm right back where I was when I was discerning my vocation, where I felt like I was living in the future. And yeah. every every moment of my life right now is geared toward, I want Honora to come home. I need my baby to come home. I want her to come home. And it's like, that's how I lived a lot of my single years. And, yes. uh, yeah. and it's, it's a not great way to live. Now in this instance, of course, I would say that's, it's like a pretty, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to disassociate from that. There's oh, sure, a, yeah. It's a good, it's a good desire. It is a good right. desire. And God does right. want to fulfill that. But that patience and that waiting yeah. and that living today and deciding that I'm going to continue to move forward with today, even though my desire and my prayer isn't going to be answered Absolutely. was something that I felt then. And I feel it now, or even just something like, being so excited for buying a house. It's like, yeah. well, do we have enough money saved for a house yet? Like we I've I've got the guy, we got some kids. Like, can we get mm -hmm. our dream house? And I'm like up on Pinterest all night like looking at house decoration <laughs> ideas, you know. And it's like living that living for the future yes. can happen in so many different ways. And so, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go away. There's always right. going to be something else that we're desiring until we die. <laughs> Basically. Absolutely. And, That's and, and, and the and moment they, of Yeah, oh sorry. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was just saying everything I desired, it's Jesus. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, I know that even if I do get married one day, like, the Lord calls me into that, like, I know that my spouse is not going to fulfill every single thing in my Correct. life because I was not mm -hmm. created that way. And I, I yes. love what you said about, like, living in the future. And I think I see a lot of my single friends, and we talk about this a lot. I mean, I live with two other amazing women who are also single. So, there's a lot of conversations <laughs> about this. Um <laughs> Is that we like to be able to be in this present moment because we're missing what God has for us in this present moment. And I think especially with building this business or to move where God wants me to move, there was at uh, like a couple of years ago, a hesitancy because in my head, I was like, well, I want to build my life with someone. Why would mm -hmm. I start building my life now when someone's just going to enter in? And there was just this thought process yeah. when uh, through a lot of prayer and just like kind of reworking that and the Lord just like moving in my spirit of like, the Lord wants to bring his kingdom now. Like he says, his kingdom is now and the Holy Spirit wants to move now. And he doesn't want to wait five years until your life is settled because that's never going to happen. Like that's not, it's yeah. always going to be like a fulfillment of now what the Lord wants to do now. And so yes. kind of moving forward into Lord open doors where you want me to go and close doors where you don't want me to go. Knowing that, yes, there is a deep ache and there's a loneliness um, that I experience as a single woman and like waiting for marriage. And I think for women, it's kind of harder because it's almost like, it's like this passive role, not passive. I would say receptive role. Receptive. Yeah. Receptive yeah. because like you're not that you're just waiting around for like, there's things you can do, go on dates, get out, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But like, it also yeah. is kind of a receptive role. And so I think there's yeah. a, there's like just a deep and aching longing, but at the same time, I know like, Holy Spirit, like you want to work in my life now. Um, and there was this really great, I was, I was giving a talk at this one um, church one time. And afterwards I was talking with this gentleman, he was older and he was a dad. And we were just talking, we were sharing just prayer requests. And I was like, you know, I just really love to, for you to pray for my future because I just mm. get really anxious and stressed about it. Like, am I doing something wrong? Am I, you know, should I be doing X, Y, and Z? And he told me the story that this priest once told him that, um, 
the evil one doesn't um, attack us in the present moment because it's, he knows that God is present in this present moment. Mm. So he attacks our past and our future, our past to remind us of our mistakes, our failures. We're never going to be good enough, our worthiness. And then our future where there's anxiety and there's misgiving and there's distrust. And so mm. it's always important to be in this present moment with what, what is God doing in my life right now? And that's not to say you don't plan or you don't prepare mm. or you don't right. like be smart but but an awareness of lord you are moving and active right now and you're yes. bringing your kingdom right now through people like you're allowing me and opening doors that would be either very hard or not possible for me to do if i was in a different state of life and so you are bringing through through everything that i do lord you are using this for your glory and that's all i can say so whether yeah. Like a there, that doesn't mean that I don't want to get married. I would love to be married and have kids, but at the same time, I don't allow that ache and loneliness to consume my life. Like yeah. I have to constantly surrender it to him. And I've constantly say like, Lord, this is yours. This yes. is yours. Whatever you want to do with this. Um, not that I am not looking um, or not out there, Lord, whatever you want. Um, <laughs> okay. Single like, men. Listen. The curly-haired lady Come is looking on. for a man. What are you <laughs> waiting Come for? Should have been go. here yesterday. Good I grief. <laughs> I'm ashamed of all of you. <laughs> no, I think, and I just think like, um, like just, again, it's about living life in detachment and abandonment yeah. in that peace yes. of like what Father yes. Jacques Philippe says of just like, Lord, I know um, that this life is so incredibly short and I don't have to, like, I just have this sense of urgency that you want to use my mm. gifts and talents now. And so yes. um, I'm going to just keep running to you, keep running forward, keep like opening doors. Where do you want me to go? Close doors. There's heartache, there's loneliness, there's desolation, but at the same time, like you are moving and active and you are doing amazing, crazy things. So yeah. Yeah, let's go. I had a few, based on all those amazing things you said, I had just a few little inspirations drop into my brain. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them is that you can't have everything all at once. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is to really let the creator of the universe be enough for you. Mm, yeah, which absolutely. isn't that kind of strangely deceptively difficult because when you're single, you're looking at the other side of the fence and it's easy to say the grass is always greener. When you're married, it is in a sense, easier to look back at your single life and say, I chose this and I yeah. am now on the other side. So when you're single, it's almost like you don't have both perspectives, both sides mm -hmm. of the fence. And so that can be really difficult. Absolutely. But then, but when you're married, there's also a grieving that goes that you have to go through for yes. your single life. I don't I see this a ton like on Instagram, like moms talking about growing into motherhood and it's a whole thing. But I've never heard anybody use the word grieving your mm. single life. And mm. I think it, a lot of people will be very hesitant to say that because you don't want to speak about grieving when you have these beautiful new lives. But sure. honestly, the reason I started this podcast was because I was grieving the days when I could just pick up my purse Yep. walk out the door, not worry <laughs> about wearing a nursing outfit, not yes. worry about packing snacks and a diaper bag right, and having to change yes. diapers and mm -hmm. all of those things. I was grieving that. And yeah. the days that I could just sit down and drink coffee with my friends for hours yes. and just talk right. about singlehood or whatever yeah. we wanted to talk about. <laughs> like just that time is, is a gift that I honestly did not appreciate until I was married. Yeah. And so there is a grieving process because like as a married person, I can't have all the things either. I mm -hmm. can't have that 
unless we hired a nanny, which which we're gonna I do. Mean, <laughs> I'm sure my both my sisters are married and have kids, and they're like, that's not such a bad idea. <laughs> Dude, takes a village. Oh my gosh, yeah, it totally oh, takes a village. <laughs> yeah, but like there is going to be a grieving process no matter what. And um, I think the devil has uh, gets a foothold, especially for single people where he yes. get just gets his foot in the door and he's like, you should have everything. And if you don't yeah. have everything, you are not enough. Yes. And absolutely. that lie can be super hard to reject when you are at somebody else's wedding or oh. when you're at a holiday and everybody brings their significant others home. For and sure. it sort of feels re maybe really weird to compare it to, but it kind of is like grieving a loved one or any mm -hmm. other grief process where Absolutely. there is the shadow of someone who's not there next to you mm -hmm. that you wish were there and you're sitting by yourself at a table um, and you're watching your friends get married. I know for me, weddings became very painful when I was single, mm -hmm. even though they were also so beautiful and wonderful. So yeah, it's, it's, you're never going to have all of the things and yeah. and right. that's okay because this right. is this side of heaven that's just not gonna happen yeah and, yeah and I would say too like to anybody who's listening to this who is single um to really like just pray of like lord what do you want me to do right now for you um like just open up my eyes open up my heart like just receive more of the holy spirit and he will move like he will mm -hmm. act and he will show you where to go and like he has a mission for mm -hmm. you now it doesn't start when x y and z like he has something for you right now. So yes. absolutely. You wrote something on Instagram. You are handcrafted right for right now for this moment in history. And I love mm. that so much, so much. I love totally to think that. of God like, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of listener questions here. Ooh. If you have okay. time, just yes. Fun. So I loved this one because I feel like I'm interviewing you for a job. Perfect. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> and another way to word that while you're taking your sip of your of your yeah, bubbly, bubbly um is what is your dream and mm. that was another interview ish question that was asked oh i've got dreams okay <laughs> so this is this is like a new dream that's like in the past like it's kind of been like it's been um worked into what it is now so uh nice. five years i have this dream of I want to buy a plot of land, like two to three acres, maybe one to two acres. I don't want to be a farmer. So I don't want it to be like, <laughs> I have no desire to be a farmer, but I want like a plot of land where I have just a small, a small house where I live. Um, and on this plot of land, I want to build some kind of retreat center space where it can house maybe like 10 to 15 people. It has a kitchen. It has like a, a meeting area. And ultimately I really, really want to have this space where I can host retreats. Mm. Something that I'm working on right now in like with Oods of Dudes is hosting makers retreats. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah. Just having a retreat where I teach, like I go through workshops and I teach how I do what I do. And there's mm. different like workshops throughout the weekend, but also um, just in my own personal life, I know my faith, and my, like my relationship with God has so, has been so enriched when I go away to a particular place mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. That's quiet. That's just like mm -hmm. filled with the spirit. Um, and a place where people can come and rest and be rejuvenated to then go back out. So mm. ultimately, like I have this just like huge dream um, of creating that kind of space, but also awesome. um, having a place where people can come. But also I teach how I do what I do. I never want to be a person that's like, I want to guard all my secrets. Like I want to mm. share like 
I started this on Instagram and you can as well. You kind of think mm-hmm. to like teach people, but also just a yes. space where, um, yeah, people can come and rest and be reminded that Jesus loves them and um, to then go back into the world. So that's, I mean, if there's any investors, any millionaires out there that would like to donate to a worthy cause. All the people <laughs> who put down is. money for stamps, All we're calling money on stamps. you. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, we're past stamps. We're dreaming bigger now, people. The stamps, I have plenty of stamps. We're dreaming way big. I want a, I want a house now. So go fund me. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so great. It's really fun because I'm always a person where I want to know step seven, eight, nine before I take step one. Like I said, I'm a very anxious person. (laughs) Like I want to know the whole plan. And so it's really fun to dream and really say the sentence, God, I have no idea how you're going to make this happen or what Mm. this is actually going to be fulfilled, but I cannot wait to see how you do it. Like it's, um, there's a phrase Jehovah Jireh, which means God Mm. provider. And um, like, I cannot wait to see how you're going to provide this because it's going to be so cool. So any millionaires, people who want to donate to a worthy cause, I, can give I you think I have a lot of millionaire listeners. I really no, do. I figured you would. So. I'm calling all of them out right now. So perfect. This I mean, a- with these sleeves, that's kind of my crowd, right? Like I yeah, attract exactly. that sort of yeah, fancy caviar. Yeah, it calls them. Yes, to, they're drink. Yeah. They're eating their caviar and drinking yeah. something. They're lady great. See, they're lady. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. am sophisticated. Circle, I, baby. <laughs> I know. Good job remembering that. When you said yeah. you wanted a plot of land, I was just imagining you as like a farmer, like. Like with like a, a big hat on over your curls and like doodling at your break times. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll have garden. Like I'll have a garden. Mm. So my mom is a professional nice. landscaper. Like she does this. Wow. It's done it for years. So she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I am trying to keep my Gerber Daisy alive right now outside. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep like my basil alive. And that's yes. all I'm, that's all I'm taking care of right now. So we'll work up to it, but yes. Yeah, Make that pe- basil pesto. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've got plans for them. <laughs> so here's a question that uh, I love that multiple people ans- uh, asked this about okay. your dad. People, <gasps> including me, love your father on Instagram. He's like, he's like the coolest Instagram dad ever. Yes, I so love him. Do you, first of all, do you just capture him like in, is this just how he is and you just happen to be there with the camera or is he like a bit of a showman? Um, I would say both. Um, one, it totally is him. Like it's one of my favorite things is just to yeah, walk in and just be like, what are you? Hold on. (laughs) It was funny. Um, so my dad is a professional speaker, um, and he's had his own business for a year. So, and growing up, he was always in theater. He's larger than life. He's very funny. He wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but my mom was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want that life. And so then he's like, okay, no. So he's just very like outgoing, big personality already. Um, and I remember like a couple of years ago, I, we had to have a serious, like heart to heart conversation. He's like, Allie, you can't just put everything I do on the internet. Like I'm a <laughs> professional, like you can't, I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. So now he's like, okay, I don't even care. So, um, That's great. yeah, my dad, they, both my parents, they're, um, just great. I mean, they love the Lord. They love people. They love, they're just great joy. But also, um, I would say to people seeing that what you don't see is all the behind the scene, like 
it's taken, I'm 30. So it's 30 years of behind the scene of like relationship growing and learning to trust, learning to love. Like we fight, we make up, like we mm-hmm. reconcile, we forgive fast. We um, like, it's very intentional kind of things that my parents set up for us. So it's not like it's all roses and like, I mean, he is the yeah. best and that's not biased at all, but <laughs> it's taken a lot of work on both ends to make yeah. this relationship what it is. I so. love it. So yeah, he's the best. I know he's so cool. I'm like, I just want to meet you and shake your hand. (laughs) So wait, what does he speak about? And what's his name? So his name is Michael Hoffman and he, he's more in the business world. So he does a lot of customer service, uh, customer Mm -hmm. relations. He does keynotes on that. Basically it's really cool. He teaches people how to love other people without saying the name of Jesus. (laughs) Basically is what he does. He's like, they bring him in. um, He's the fun guy. So he brings him in to motivate and to encourage and to inspire, but also he does a lot of training in customer service. So um, I remember he would be like, we would do like secret, shoppers and I would get to go along with him to like Mm. different companies and like do stuff like that. So yeah, he's mainly in the business world. He does speak um, in like the Catholic world, but uh, more of that is just like if people like he just, that's his passion. He loves the Lord. He loves the Catholic church so Mm. much. Um, And so that's his passion, but his business is yeah. Fortune 500 company type of stuff. Gotcha. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, that's cool. super cool. Yeah. Um, question about from a fellow creative about printing your shop items. She wanted to know if you yes. do it yourself. Well, uh, so I do. I do have, um, I invested in a printer. It's a Canon Pro 100 printer. Okay. okay. If you're watching this and you are um, wondering what that is, message me and I'll tell you exactly what it is because I don't okay. really remember. But uh, it's a really <laughs> nice printer. So I print my own stuff. And then um, for stickers, I go through a company where I usually only print stickers when they give me like deals. <laughs> so when it's like Same-sies stickers for, for $19. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'll buy some more stickers. Um, is it sticker mule? Yes. Yeah, sticker mule, but I also Love use them. like sticker app, which is another one. Oh, um, that's, that one. that's a, it's a lot cheaper than sticker mule, which is okay. And the quality I think is comparable. So, um, okay. Gotcha. Interesting. But yeah, yeah, sticker mule, whenever they come out with their <sighs> <They're> great sales, <laughs> their deals. Oh, yeah. So good. I, and, yeah. And right now, like in regards to my shop, I'm kind of like, I'm not pursuing it a lot. Like, yes, I'm doing this full time, but there's a, a, some big projects that I'm working on that I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to and just kind of mm-hmm. figuring out, Lord, what do you want this to be more of? Um, and I'm trying yeah. to think and dream big rather than the small kind of thing of what I have been doing. Gotcha. Um, so I kind of, okay. I mean, I, I don't think I've posted in a while just because I'm trying to take a break and really like, okay, Lord, like Holy Spirit, what, what do you want of this? And trying recalibrate. to recalibrate. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you can still always have your shop. And if you do do something else yeah. that may bring new life to your shop, which is so nice. It's been really right. nice for me to realize that as a creative that you can do, uh, you shouldn't run yourself ragged. It's like, do what Absolutely. fits into your life, but you can run conferences and do a podcast and have a little shop and speak and do whatever yeah. you want to do. Have a YouTube channel. Just do, just do it. Don't like do put it. yourself in a corner. Yeah. I just started doing fitness videos last year. Cause I was like, I just want to do I this. And then I got pregnant and really sick. So 
this out okay don't want to do this anymore so i stopped yeah i was like no you pivoted there you go there you go so smart pivoting (laughs) yeah Yeah, i want to i'll get back to it someday but yeah yeah just like i was like i'm just gonna start this and it went great for like 10 videos but i can always go back to it yeah Yeah, i love it exactly yeah um how do you what about your tiny hand obsession we have to cover that real quick oh my tiny hand (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where did that come from? And are you grabbing them right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will tell you this whole thing started with my, this obsession, I would say. Also, I have a tiny hand for my tiny hand, but I I saw that. Okay. Yeah. It's minuscule. Yes. In my kitchen. Um, Okay. So it all started where I was studying in Rome. Um, and one of my friends, Rachel Herbeck, one of my dear, dear friends, Rachel, um, she had this like tiny hand on a stick and whenever we'd go, we just like place it on people and it just became a thing. Like it was just part of it. And and we never questioned it. We said, sure, this makes sense in our life right now. Um, and so I just think they're so hilarious. And I think they're Um, so hilarious because, um, I really do them because my sister, my oldest sister hates them. (laughs) So it's really just be like, does she like feel it? And she starts twitching. Yeah. She's like, Allie, why are you posting them in all of your posts? Like stop. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do it harder now. (laughs) I just think they're so funny. Like they're just like, Cool. <laughs> now they have tiny feet. Like, oh my gosh. Like, wow. It's a whole That's thing. so cool. Yeah. That's great. So if you could scratch your face with the tiny hand on your finger, that would yeah. be, man, that's some good scratching right there. Right. Oh. I have, I have plans um, for some videos. I have a YouTube channel. I don't have any videos on it, but <laughs> I have plans for, for these bad boys. So hopefully they'll come in the, nice. they'll come in the works. You could totally throw an awkward party with the tiny hands. <laughs> Like only tiny hands allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be perfect. The tiny hands would just come up like tiny hands required to come to the party. Oh my gosh. And then genius. you could just pick up your drinks with your tiny hand. You could only do things with your tiny hands. You could only shake exactly. hands with or your tiny hands. With tiny I, re- <laughs> I think that that's genius. Oh my gosh. For anyone crazy. listening to this rather than watching it, um, <laughs> just know that there are tiny hands in the video and you're missing them. Yes. But go to Allie's go Instagram page <laughs> and you can see them all over there. My gosh. Yeah. So when you have that party, you absolutely, if I, if I can be there virtually yeah. cheering you on with my mm-hmm. tiny hands, that would be fabulous. I'll let you know. Oh, we okay, have some things perfect. coming up. I think that's genius. That is hilarious okay wouldn't that be fabulous to just go through the whole night and make yourself the challenge too of when you prepare for the party you have to use your tiny hands see this is why the lord and knew i needed this conversation (laughs) because maybe this is what the lord is leading me into next is party (laughs) event planning with tiny hands i have to tell you Allie. um i have hosted six awkward parties in my life and they've like intentionally smashing intentionally awkward parties okay okay like okay. remember well um yeah we're close to the same age you remember in college when like awkward that was a thing oh yeah yeah yes. huge thing so i was just like guys we're just gonna host an awkward party and people would just come over and they either had like they choose an awkward costume like too much blush or like wearing underwear on the outside of your clothing <laughs> 
or we had these really ugly oh, chorus robes. Yes. We just put the we just hung the chorus robes in the middle of the rooms so that you had to kind of like bat them out of the way sure. to walk around them. Yeah. And then we had people who like made really intense eye contact and just like awkwardly stayed there. Oh, it was great. People with no personal space. Oh, I mean it's great. It was we were all and closer. And it really afterward. has someone for everyone at this party. So if you are intentionally Some- awkward, <laughs> you'll fit right in. Come if you're, on. If you're unintentionally awkward, it's going to be perfect. Even if you're better. intentionally awkward, you fit right in. Girl, that Anything is cares the hosp- that's charism of hospitality. <laughs> the Holy yes. Spirit was working through you at that party. I fully believe oh that. Gosh. Nothing is hidden. That is good. That is so true. Allie, we have had, I've hosted six parties in all, I think, Two of them were in the same location, but they have been all of the places that I have lived. I invite like my close friends and we all get really close. <laughs> That's so really awesome. Close. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Next time we host, cause we love hosting people at our house. So <sighs> next time we like to have like game nights and stuff. So okay. okay. invite. So don't tell one person that it's an awkward party and just Done. see how that goes. Yes. Cause then it'll be yes. really awkward. Right. Yes. Just tell everybody oh except that one person, that one person I already know who. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. You got the person and anyone listening, you can just take that and you can just run with that wherever you want. I feel like we all need more fun in our lives. And I oh honestly, my gosh, yes. I feel like I make Joy, better decisions. Fun. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like, like, honestly, this conversation is making me so happy right now. And I've had <laughs> such a hard day. And I'm like, I just, oh. I now feel so much imbued with the joy of life. Yes. Um, as yes. I would say after I drinking Lady Grey tea. Yes. And yet just like really refreshed. And yeah, anyway, hospitality, oh, community. And that's what the pandemic has robbed us of for a long time. So yeah. it's about time we start getting back to it. Community, I know. Hopefully, yeah, things start opening back up. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, Allie, it's been such a joy. You are on Instagram at yes. the oodles of doodles, right? Yes. The okay. Oodles of doodles. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Where else would you like people to find you? Um, I have a website. I have a website. Uh, it's work in progress, but whatever. It's uh, alliehoffman.co. Um, cool. And that has a bunch of links like my shop or uh, just other, if you want to send me a prayer request or something like that. Yes. Um, Excellent. What's that? But yeah, mainly I'm in, I'm on Instagram. So perfect. Love it. Yes. Love the gram. Love yeah. the gram. Love your page. Thank you so much for this conversation. Super yeah. life giving. Can't wait to put this out into the world and love yeah. your background. Sorry for all of you on who are listening on audio and can't see, but there's a lot of gorgeousness going on. We're, yeah. We're in my studio right now. So we have to make it like inspiring and a lot of fake plants and stuff. So mm. I try. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. See, you don't have to be a gardener. You don't have to to keep your basil alive because you have. (laughs) I can just paint a picture of tulips and I'm fine. Yes. Or go to Hobby Lobby. Exactly. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Love my Hobbs Lobs. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Allie. God bless you. And yeah, we'll chat soon. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Bye. Oh, hey. It is exhausted. Stacy back with you again. Thanks for hanging with me all the way till this part of the episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, I want to ask you for a very quick favor, and that is to leave an Apple podcast rating and review. It is so helpful. It really does help the show get seen by more people. That's the first thing you notice when you log into Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much for listening today. Also consider joining our Patreon community. We just love our community there. We have great video chats every month 
and it is honestly such an amazing community. So just go to patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. Check it out. Thank you all so much for your loving support of my family during the most difficult four months of our life. We're going to be enjoying our little baby Nora at home, and I hope you will also be enjoying this beautiful spring. God bless you.